and good morning and welcome to Faith FM. I'm Darren and I'm in the host chair today. Bit scary, but it's awesome to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Lyle is still croaky, so I and welcome to Jasmine. Hello. Jasmine Bell. Hey, good morning everyone. How's it going? We're in this show together today. So what are you thankful for? I'm really thankful for, you know, the elders of my church. They're just doing such a good job. And we had a ping pong tournament yesterday, which was so much fun. Yeah, really good time. Excellent. I love ping pong, although I'm not that good at it, but just the fun of... Yeah, not just getting in there, having a game. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm thankful for weekend getaways. Oh, yeah? Yes. Did you get away somewhere this weekend? Valentine's Day weekend. So my wife and I went away down to Sydney, old... Talk about more of that shortly. Um, just good to just step out and be together and just relax and do sort of nothing really. But, oh, that's nice. But fun, but fun. This is a reminder you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. There's a little bit of rain around and um, there's some... There's some thunderstorms, actually. Um, they said severe thunderstorms forecast are out beyond Scone, which I think is great because I've been out there travelling um, over the last 12 months and it's been pretty dry out there and um, actually um, trees dying in the paddocks. Um, oh, wow. You see these gum trees that have been there for years that just have turned up their heels and died. It's been so dry. And But now, as you drive out there, knee-high grass. The oh, grass- wow. That's incredible. Yeah, even a fortnight sort of thing, the grass has taken off and is growing. I've got friends in Bega um, where there's been severe fires. Just a few weeks ago, we were praying for um, my friend's house because on farm because the, the rain was coming, but rain is falling out there too. So the rain is great. This is Bethany Dillon, Satisfy.
Yes, you're on Faith FM with not Lyle, but Darren and and Jasmine. Do we have a quiz question there at all today? We do have a quiz. This is a Who Am I quiz. Who am I? So our first clue for Who Am I? Jesus told the Pharisees and teachers of the law that they were responsible for all the prophets' blood shed from me to Zechariah. Bloodshed from me to Zachariah. Oh. So have a think about that one if I've you think you know the pe- answer. I've got a couple in mind of who it could be. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah. But if you think you know what it is, give us a call. you got the number there, Jasmine. It is 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. Let me have a guess. You're going to write it down. Oh, yeah. Thinks he knows. Thinks he knows. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's I got not. It wrong. But I good got it guess. Wrong. Good guess. It's still open, guys. So if, if you Lyle think was you know. here, Lyle be straddling on that one. I'm sure Lyle always gets it. Almost first guess. It's hard to stump him. Um, I'm not thinking clearly today, but I've got another guess. So I'll try next clue. Um, if you can beat me to the prize, phone us and let us know who is who am I. Well, as I told you earlier, Jasmine, I mm-hmm. had a weekend getaway, um, went down to Sydney and spent some time there, beautiful wandering the Botanic Gardens and the lotus flowers are flowering oh. and a beautiful pink big flowers and tortoises poking their heads through. It was just beautiful. <laughs> and um, the, the, the grass has grown and greened up. The trees are all um, bursting with new life because of the rain down there as well. Um, huge Morton Bay figs. I love the big Morton Bay figs. There's something about them. Um, so we wandered through Botanic Gardens and, and then, um, yeah, we also spent time in the art gallery. Now, oh. I'm not really into that much art. That's not sort of my oh, what? thing. Oh, well, I, I can sort of get into it sometimes, but normally doesn't grab me. So um, it must have been, that must have been your wife's choice then. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so happy wife, happy life, they say. So we wandered into the art gallery and um, they had this weird display, which I call it weird. It's, prob- it's art, but I called it weird. <laughs> 50 years of public art. So they had this guy in the 1960s, early 70s, who actually came to Sydney and wrapped the coastline. Oh. So used these big wrappings and um, string and things, and it was like wrapping up a gift, but it was huge. I think it was mile of coastline oh, along wow. Sydney's beaches. And I thought, that's interesting and dangerous <laughs> on the rocks, and big waves are crashing over. <laughs> And a bit weird. Why would you wrap a coastline? I enjoyed it as it is. But anyway, um, and you had a, a woman playing a cello with balloons floating above the opera house. Um, and I'm looking at that saying, yeah, just play the cello. Come on. But <laughs> maybe I don't see the art in it. But, um, but yeah, all those sorts of things. And, and weird guys playing the piano. They come in the middle of the piano. So they cut a hole. And big grand pianos, and they're playing it backwards. So oh, wow. reaching over and playing it backwards. That's kind of groovy. It, it was interesting to watch that one. Um, but then I wandered upstairs, and there I saw the real art. Okay. What I call real art. Because what we saw there was what we call, we didn't even know it was on, but it's worth going and seeing. It's called Art Express. You heard of Art Express? I have heard of Art Express. What's Art yeah. Express? You know? Oh, I don't know that much about it. You go ahead. <laughs> yeah. What it is is... All the best of the year 12 Ah, arts. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 From their, their previous year. So they pick the best and they display it. So this is current stuff, modern stuff um, that is really relevant. Like they had a display of um, one student 
did some charcoal drawings of the harbour mm-hmm. and marine life and the effect of plastic on marine life. Oh, wow, that's awesome. It was it was amazing. It was like an apocalyptic scene. Um, very well done, and it really told a story that was really relevant. So I like those sorts of things. I can see it, know what they're doing, and see how they did it. Yeah. Um, so we're wandering around looking at this amazing art. Probably spent about an hour there wandering through it. Um, yeah, so Art Express is the next generation of creatives is on show at this annual exhibition which displays a selection of artworks from the outstanding visual art students from last year's HSC. It says, gaining insight into the creativity behind the works and why the students chose to make what they did. The range is vast from painting and sculpture to ceramics and photography, and the quality is impressive. There's also a local exhibition at Gaimea. This was in the Sydney Art Gallery, but also in Gaimea Art Gallery. You'll see another display. So here we are wandering through, enjoying the art and um, just enjoying what we were seeing. Anyway, I see this artwork that really stood out. Yeah. And so you know, you're walking along in the rows and you say, that one is interesting. And for me, not being a really an arty sort of a person into that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. um, this one grabbed me, and Lisa too. So we stood there and looked at it, and it was a, actually a 3D type of um, effect with um, lots of little um, cardboard, corrugated cardboard that's been made into houses. Oh, wow. And it's all been stuck on. So you've got a bird's eye view, but it's sort of turned sideways as well. And what it was, was, and I'm going to read it here, because I actually took a, it was content disposition, collection of works, um, explores the way people live and what they value. I was inspired by a trip to South Africa, where I experienced a vibrant community spirit and pride in the shanty towns, which often cover miles and miles of country landscape. Despite having very little in possessions, people took much pride in their humble dwellings and meagre possessions. Through trial and error, in sculpting, collaging, dry brushing and assemblage, I sought to express the raw beauty in these landscapes and the contentment in the simplicity of life. And it was amazing. And then we looked at the name, and this is the thing that got us, um, you know, like, I don't really know any artists. I don't think I do. But this was done by an art student at Central Coast Adventist School. Oh, wow. Shona Bolst. If you listen, Shona, it is awesome. <laughs> Her mother said she's a bit of an introvert because I um, Facebooked and said, I was just impressed by this art. Then I realised I actually know the person that did oh, the art. Oh, um, that's really cool. So it was like, this is like amazing. And so we'll put the artwork up on the Faith FM Facebook. But if you can get down to Sydney Art Gallery before April 25, have a look at the... You'll be inspired by um, the art. Look at the public art, 50 years of public art as well. Absolutely. But also get down there. Um, I think it's on level three, I think, if I remember rightly. Um, I know we wandered up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, and look at this art. And here's the thing that inspired me. My most inspiring bit of art, apart from that one, Mm-hmm. was not inside the art gallery. But outside the art gallery. Outside the art gallery, because we went to the cafe there, and a lovely cafe you can have lunch at. So we got together and had lunch, and looking out, and there's a kitchen garden. Oh, 
Oh, that's really cool. Now, gardening is my thing. <laughs> yeah. For me, when I got downtime, I'm in the garden and I'm, um, yeah, spending time with my downtime. Mm-hmm. And there was a beautiful art gallery, kitchen garden, um, native beehive and um, tomatoes on trellises and strawberries and raspberries mm-hmm. and, and olive trees and bay trees, all those things, all there growing um, in the garden. And the funny thing was pigeons were hanging around, and as they always do in the city, of course, you can't have a city without pigeons. Yeah. And here is um, one of the, obviously I think it's her garden, one of the workers at the gallery, she's standing there on guard with a water sprayer. Huh. And any time a pigeon comes near, they get a spray <laughs> of water. And it was funny to watch because they knew she was coming and they took off just at the last minute. So they were playing a game with her. Um, she was keeping the pigeons off her garden, her pride and joy, as, as we were um, enjoying having our um, lunch looking over. We got a chance to wander out and talk to her and wander through the garden. It's got lots of nice palms and um, all sorts of herbs and vegetables and um, things that we could um, look at and enjoy. And that was my favourite piece of art was the backyard garden. That's really cool. You know, I... Um I am really into art. That's something I'm super passionate about. So I love going to art galleries. And and actually, Art Express, a couple of years ago, I don't remember what year, but it was one of my favorite exhibitions I've ever seen. So I really highly recommend if you can get down to see the Art Express at at Sydney. It's really worthwhile doing. They make some really good quality um, art in in there. I, I loved it. I had a particular favorite that was also like a bird's eye view of the... Sydney City Central, and it was just very, very well done. Well, awesome. This is Faith FM, and we're going to the lower lights while I go down Moses. When Israel was in Egypt's land, let my people go. So hard they could not stand Let my people go Go down Moses Way down in Egypt's land Tell Pharaoh Let my people go No more shall they in bondage toil Let my people 
Faith FM, that was the lower lights with Go Down Moses. I got the wrong way around, but it's still a great song. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a great story in that song as well. So, quiz question How are we going? Got another clue there. No, we, someone's already what? answered the question. Someone gets it already? Yeah, absolutely. So, well done. Was oh, it Lyle? Did Lyle ring in? No, it wasn't Lyle. But and Lyle I had always gets on the first quiz. But it was not. It was Nick from Sale. So, well done to Nick from Sale. He got the answer was. Abel? He got that just from the quote, Jesus told the Pharisees and teachers of the law that they were responsible for all the prophet's blood shed from me to Zachariah. From so that's Abel. pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, well, no, you're right. I was, I was almost, I had to go back a bit earlier, but yeah, yeah interesting. So it's pretty much an all-inclusive from the very first, um, the very so first blood shed. the prize has gone through. to Nick. From sale, yeah, Victoria. absolutely. So he's winning the book "Life Without Limits." This is a really cool book. It's um, by Clifford Goldstein. It's uh, great author. Yeah, amazing, amazing story. Um, powerful truths for your journey to hope and meaning. So. Yeah, really cool. If you want to call in and you want to get also a copy of this book, we're going to do another quiz. Another quiz. quiz. Mark it, three done today. We're doing two, number two. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going for a record. So, really it. cool book. This next this next quiz is a what number am I quiz. Ah. And our first clue is the Ark of the Covenant was at the house of Obed-Edom this many months. Ooh. Wow, that's quite vague. I don't know. don't know that I would have a clue from that. Would Lyle know that one? I don't know. But if you think you know, <laughs> if you think you know, call in 1-800-342-843 or text 0491-064-669 and you'll be in the running to win um, Life Without Limits by Clifford Goldstein. Really great book. Um, okay, what's happening in the news today? What's your news story? Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to go to some current news. Um, the... Refugees on Christmas Island that have been held there from the coronavirus, 200 of the Australians there are actually, they're coming back over to the mainland. They've been, they well, should be cleared. These are actually tourists. That, that refugee island, it's actually tourists that have gone on the yeah, exactly. island. They've gone into quarantine and um, much to their, um, I guess, they didn't really like going. A lot of them, a lot of complained about going to quarantine, but necessary to protect the mainland, 
And so yeah, exactly. they're still there? Or they're- no, they're, so, well, they are still there, but it's looking like they'll be able to head home this Monday. So Today? Today. Oh, my goodness, it is Monday. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's really exciting. They were from the, you're exactly right, the Diamond Princess um, cruise yep. that w- w- um, went into Japan, and they were held there. Um, but, yeah, 200, more than 200 Australians were taken off that cruise and put into quarantine, and, yeah, no one was happy about it, but it's looking like they're all testing... Um, negative to the to having the virus and they'll be able to go home which is very exciting that's fantastic now this coronavirus um we're still not really sure what's going to go on with it um mm. and they're still trying to find a vaccination for it um australia is leading the way by the way we've been able to replicate the virus and rebuild it and that's a big step forward apparently yeah exactly in trying right. to find a cure um but, yeah, it's one of these pandemics that we're still not sure how it's going to go. And the World Health Authority is still um, not sure um, what the prognosis is for the future. Um, stock market's been affected. Tourism's down, of course. Australia, we... Um, I've been wandering the city on, um, on Sunday. I noticed that the Chinese tourists were missing. Oh, really? You, you That's interesting. That. Very interesting. Yeah. Because you, you you just see them and you know the tourists because they're taking the photos of the yeah. of the opera house and the photos of the the harbour bridge and all those sorts of icons and we were there and I said Lisa did you notice and she did yeah they're missing they're not there we not thousands mm. of tourists come to Australia and we rely on that for um the tourist dollar for the economy um, but also not just the economy for that but students yeah absolutely. OWEC is happening I think almost this week in some of our universities and. Um, 100,000 students come in um, from China. Wow, that's likely to have a really profound effect on that, actually, yeah, which is scary. Yeah. You know, there was a, um, a quote from the World, World Health Organization chief Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus. I hope I said that kind <laughs> of right. But he, believes, Close enough. but he believes the outbreak is evidence that the world is actually poorly prepared for a pandemic any kind. Um, he said, uh, for too long, the world has operated on a cycle of panic and neglect. We throw money at an outbreak when it's over, but we forget about it and do nothing to prevent the next one, which That's is interesting. That's a big thing. Um, we, we, yeah, we, we panic when it happens, but they're asking, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. Um, and for the next one is the issue. Um, I mean, okay, coronavirus, I don't think it's going to really hit Australia. We don't know. Um, it could. In fact, on the weekend there was a cruise boat in the harbour and down in Sydney. Oh, um, yeah. We walked we walked um, down around Circular Quay there, and um, there was a cruise ship there from Norway. At least that was the name on it, something Norway. Yeah. Um, and my wife said, "Oh, they normally come in one night and they'll go out the next night, sort of thing." So it's probably gone tomorrow, but it wasn't. It was still there, huh. and it was still there as of Sunday morning when we um, went over again and had a look. It was still there, um, and. Um, reading the news, it was actually stopped there because they thought there was someone on board with coronavirus. Huh, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, in my research, they've been doing a lot of really thorough checks in Australia of all the people coming in um, yeah. from kind of from anywhere just to make sure and check. So Australia's actually doing very well in, our, in all of our processes of dealing with this, not only researching the, the virus itself, but, you know, in protecting Australian citizens, which is really Yeah, our board security is, is pretty good. I mean, there's still a chance we'll come in because there's so many ways you can get mm, in here. And yeah. we're still not quite sure how this virus spreads. We think we know... 
but we're not sure completely. And also China is not telling the complete news of what's happening in their totalitarian state. Mm. And so we hear what they want us to hear. We're not hearing all the story. I've heard some reports that the death toll is much higher. Not sure if that's true or not, because we don't really know. Yeah. Um, and, and how wide it's spread. They're sort of upping it a few thousand every day and the deaths a few thousand every, I mean, a few hundred every day, day about a yeah. hundred. But it's almost, um, like they're telling us what they want us to hear. We're not really sure if um, it's correct, but yeah, it's it's always pays to wash your hands, all those sorts of things, and be aware. Mm. And if you're going into public spaces, be aware of where you are, what's going on. Yeah, um, there's definitely news about it all over the place all the time. So you you won't be taken by surprise as long as you you know stick to those guidelines, washing your hands, all these kind of things. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, yeah, shout out to um, those Chinese students who are starting their studies overseas, sometimes in another country, on their way here um, because they can't get you to actually be studying. Mm. So they're doing it online. Yeah, absolutely. I actually I had another quick news story that yep. I just thought was so great I really wanted to share. Um, so there's a orchestra, I want to get this name right, uh, Danubi. Sydney Symphony Orchestra in Budapest that's been um, preparing s- specific kind of um, presentations so that hearing impaired oh. um, audience listeners can enjoy Beethoven symphonies. Like um, they're, they've set it up so that people from the audience who are hearing impaired can can come up and be touching the instruments of the people in the orchestra so that they can actually hear it through the vibrations. And yeah, it had a really profound impact. One lady said, when I sat next to the musician who played the bass today, I started crying. And um, the uh, the conductor, Mate Hammerai, said the idea was to connect the music with those who are most capable of sympathizing with Beethoven himself, knowing that wow. he was also going deaf um, around the time that he was writing a lot of his symphonies. Probably went deaf and playing too much loud music. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always very loud. But yeah, I'm hearing impaired, so not as bad as what I think they are, but I am um, down pretty well in one ear and mm-hmm. um, 60% one ear, 40% the other. Oh, wow. Cool. So they say I was probably born deaf. I never knew I was deaf till I finished my theology degree oh, that, and my baby was born. Wow. Um, so I've lived life being deaf, not knowing that you can hear birds singing trees and the wind blowing the trees, that sort of thing. So Wow, that's super interesting. It's a blessing in disguise in some ways because um, there's something you don't want to hear. Um, and I sleep well at night with hearing aids <laughs> out. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's blessings, but also sometimes I get frustrated because you just can't hear well mm. and people don't realise and if they look feel like you're ignoring them. Mm. But um, So it would often be a kind of a hard thing, but um, but actually my best friend's parents are both deaf, so I've um, grown up just learning sign language and all that kind of stuff. But this is just a really um, amazing initiative by the, this orchestra to do something like this. Um, yeah, Beethoven's hearing became gradually more and more impaired over his life. Um, and from 1804 to 1808, when he wrote the first symphony, it was already very difficult for him to hear. So it's really cool they can connect in a similar way that he did. Mm. Good. I have unanswered prayers. I have trouble I wish wasn't there. I've asked a thousand ways That you would take my pain away You would take my pain away 
I am trying to understand How to walk this weary land Make straight the paths that crooked lie Oh Lord, before these feet of mine Oh Lord, before these feet of mine When my world is shaking Heaven stands When my heart is breaking I never leave your hands When you walked upon the earth You healed the broken, lost and hurt I know you hate to see me cry one day you will set all things right Yeah, one day you will set all things right When my world is shaking Heaven stands When my heart is breaking Welcome back. This is Faith FM, and that was um, Red Sea Road. Beautiful song again. We have a theme today about um, Egypt and the Red Sea and <laughs> whatever else. It's um, it's great to hear. And um, Sheldon does a good job of getting those songs together. Some great Absolutely. songs. How are we going for the quiz? Do we have anybody answered it yet? No, we haven't had anyone answer this one yet. It's a hard one. The first thing yeah. was pretty hard. Yeah, well, I think so. So um, the next quiz question is, Pharaoh's cupbearer had a dream where he saw a vine with this number of branches. Ah, I, yeah, okay. Perhaps a little bit easier, but still, if you think you know what it is, call us on 1-800-324-843 and text 0491 
0644669. And you'll be in the running to win a copy of Life Without Limits um, by Clifford Goldstein. Amazing book touching on some um, really key things of the meaning of life, where do we come from, the laws that protect us from pain, and why we can believe in a promising future. So really, really hopeful book. I think you'll really enjoy it. Call us. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a great writer, Clifford Goldstein, and an expert in Old Testament and, and all things Jewish. Um, mm. He really knows his stuff and great insights. Speaking of experts, though, we have our guest interview, and we have Etienne McClintock um, here with us. Welcome, Etienne. Thank you very much, Darren. It's uh, nice to be uh, back on the program. I've uh, been on there once or twice with Lyle, and I think this is the second dial-in we've had for the uh, for the interview. Well, it's great to have you on board, and you've been doing some interesting work with, with uh, the Martyrs, is that correct? Yes, Voice of the Martyrs. So uh, I volunteered with them for a few years, and uh, now, as of July last year, I'm officially on board with them, and uh, working in relationships part with churches and yep. also corporates, and also doing a little bit of travel. Uh, with them. So have you travelled to anywhere where um, these martyrs were or, yeah, what what sparked your interest? Well, it's interesting. You know, I've I've been a little bit of a Bible student. I've always enjoyed uh, studying the Word of God. And if we look at the Bible, we all see there's uh, persecution mentioned in the Bible. Definitely. And there's been persecution in the past. And then if we look at prophecy, we also know that there will be persecution in the future. And many people refer to the tribulation and a few other bits and pieces. You know, there's different varying views on it. But uh, when I got involved with Voice of the Martyrs, I was amazed at how many people are actually being persecuted in our day and time around the world. So Voice of the Martyrs works in 68 countries uh, around the world. Sometimes the countries are fine, but there's pockets of hostility and persecution in certain parts. Even in countries with secular constitutions like India, for example. Ah, so, and, uh, so you're looking at the, more modern-day martyrs rather than martyrs of ages gone by. Well, that's right, yeah. Look, we can certainly learn something from martyrs of ages gone by. The great book, Fox's Book of yes. Martyrs, uh, gives us clear instruction in regards to some of the terrible things that people uh, of faith in, in Christ have to suffer. But now we talk about modern-day persecution. There's a organization that, that um, does a regular... Uh, review on an annual basis of the level of persecution around the world, and they just released their most recent findings for 2019, mm. about three weeks ago. So and what, they were what saying they that they were, what did they say? Sorry, what's what's happening? Okay, well the numbers are staggering. 260 million people last wow. year were were persecuted. Now the forms of persecution go go from mild to severe. It could be interrogation for three days without sleep, for example. Wow. It could be just hostility towards an individual or threats. Uh, you know, there's no physical harm, but the uh, you know, the emotional uh, pressure that's put on people that they will harm them or their families. And then, of course, it can go more severe. It could be injury, it could be beatings, uh, it could be um, imprisonment, um, just not having access to town water anymore. Because depending on the religion, as a Christian, you're a second class citizen, and you mm. may just defile the well, according to them. So uh, then they struggle with getting access to clean drinking water, and quite often, the only water they can find is contaminated. So we do water filter projects, and a number of other things. But typically for people who are persecuted, the, the first request they have is uh, for prayer. Mm. They all desire prayer. They are praying people. Um, I mean, when you're in difficult straits and times because of your faith in Christ, I mean, you're going to spend a lot of time talking to the Lord. They do that, and they also know the power of prayer when other believers around the world are praying for them as well. Yeah, I was reading recently where they said that it's often only in persecution that you've really learn 
who God is and who you are and um, and what it means to follow God because I guess your faith is really on the line then and it's really tested and yeah it really um, Christianity actually increases when there's persecution is that correct what I've read recently absolutely correct you know when we read about uh, you know times that are tough in the Bible and in the Psalms quite often you read you know some of the Psalms written by David and the others how you know God is there shield and protection, a very present mm. help in time of trouble and time of need. When these persecuted Christians read those texts, that is their experience. They don't have to enter into it in an imagination like perhaps we would, or, you know, we're just having a bad day, so we do apply the text. And I think it's fine to apply the text in those instances, but they actually going through persecution. They may be um, uh, isolated from their family. They may be imprisoned. You know, there may be a lot of things going on in their life. So when they read these texts, the Bible to them is alive. Mm. And those mm. those promises mean so much more to them than someone in the West who perhaps is not experiencing those those things. We, mm. we find, um, we, we typically find that uh, when things go easy, human nature, uh, even if you're a Christian, you tend to go a little bit easy as well. That's just how we are wired as fallen human beings. And uh, we just find that in the West, we've taken freedom for granted. I mean, what we have in the West really is an aberration in history. It's uh, only been probably 230, no more than 250 years that we've had this religious freedom through liberal democracies. Prior to that, there was persecution, and we know in the future, reading reading prophecy, there will be persecution as well. We're studying Daniel today and going into Daniel 7, where it starts to get a little bit um, into that sort of thing. So, yeah, um, very topical. Um, But yeah, Australia is a pretty free country. Um, Christian in some regards, although some people question that in this day and age. But, um, yeah, what, what, is Australia suffering any of this at all, or are we fairly um, immune to it? Look, that's a good question. Um, Australia, the fabric of society in Australia is changing. If you look at the 1901 census, for example, you'll see there that 96.1% of the Australian population claim to be Christian. Yep. Now, if we move down uh, on the census data to 1966, so 65 years later, there was a decline of 8%. They were down to 88% of the population. Now, the latest census data was down to 52.1%. Wow. Now, the staggering thing is, okay, that's good. The good news is one in two people, you say, God blessed, should be happy with that. (laughs) Uh, One in two would say, perhaps they're not so happy with that because they're not Christian. Yeah, that's right. So it's 50-50. And um, there's some debate whether we should even say the Lord's Prayer in Parliament anymore. There's some talk around that. Well, that's right. Uh, um, What happens is everything is uh, being secularized. Now, we, we do live under a secular constitution, but the staggering thing is, uh, from 1966, where only 0.8% of the population claimed to have no religious affiliation, now mm-hmm. it's 30%. So yeah. atheism has grown significantly, and uh, if those trends continue, uh, if not at the next census, probably the one in 2026, uh, those lines will probably cross and there'll be more atheists in Australia than there are Christian. So we can really, at stage, no longer call ourselves um, a Christian nation. Well, yes, that's right. The thing is, though, out of all of those people, most of them aren't regular church attendees. There's only about, this is an estimate because we're not 100% sure, but the estimate is between 7 to 9% of the population attend church on a regular basis. Huh. Yeah. So although half of the population claim to be Christian. But the staggering thing is, if you look at the 2011 census, so this is only five years earlier from the 2016 census, 60% of the population claimed to be Christian. So there was an 8% decline. What took 65 years from 1901 to 1966 
we had a whole generational shift in five years. So uh, that's actually... What's causing that, do you think? I mean, you've looked at at what the causes are. Are are we just um, getting sort of, oh, well, nothing's happening? Are we just being, um, what do you call it, lazy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's the messages being sent, uh, I guess, through media, uh, in schools, atheism yep. is sport. I mean, uh, evolution is probably the engine of atheism, and it's probably their mm-hmm. most powerful tool. And many people, you know, might be raised in a, in a church, and they go to university, or even sometimes high school. They'll think, I'm a child of the king, as they go into school or yep. university, and when they come out, they'll say that I'm descended from an ape. Wow. So, yeah. so that, that, still, that still happens. But the thing is, Christians have gone in Australia. We've gone from being the silent majority to really being the silent minority. And uh, we see we see the storm clouds of persecution forming on the horizon, even in our own country here in Australia. And, um, and, and it's very harder to speak of... into the public, um, like to speak as a Christian to the public discourse is getting harder and harder. Um, you're almost um, jeered or frowned upon for even saying you're a Christian, wanting to speak from a Christian perspective these days into any any public debate. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, there's actually one voting booth now, basically, that determines whether people will pay attention to you or not. I mean, there's a, a big move to support everything that's LGBT. Now, I just want to put a preface here that um, I have friends who are gay. I have family mm-hmm. members who are gay. I love them dearly. The, the, the issue is actually not LGBT. The issue is whether you are born again and walk in the spirit or whether you are still in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody born as descendants of Adam and Eve are born in the flesh. And if you look at even the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 4 there, he talks about the difference between the old and new covenant and then the one who was born in the flesh and the one who was born of promise who was actually born of the, of the spirit. Mm. He said, as it was then where the one born of the flesh persecuted the one who was born of the spirit, so it is now. So we see that level of persecution, but the voting booth in our day and age, whether it be in the US or the UK or here in Australia, is whether you are supportive of same-sex marriage or not. Mm-hmm. Now, we have examples We have examples of that with uh, Margaret Court, for example. Anybody that watched the Australian Open just uh, last month uh, would know how much uh, hammering she got because of her stance, a biblical stance, on what she believed uh, marriage is between a, a man and a woman. Yeah. And uh, they wanted to change her name. Now, she's the greatest tennis player of all time. No one is equal to what she's done. She's won the, the whole bit of Grand Slams three years, and two for doubles, one for singles, and she's won 24 Grand Slams. No one is equal to that. Um, they're talking about Serena Williams possibly getting close to it. So in spite of all the work that she does, in spite of being a mentor, in spite of being a church leader, all that stuff has, has been thrown out, and even her record of achievement simply because she actually stood up and wrote a letter, an open letter to Qantas when they went out as a um, commercial entity and supported the, uh, the same-sex marriage debate back in, what, 2017? Yeah. And Israel Palau is another example. But, you know, organizations like uh, ACL, Australian Christian Lobby, tell us, and Martin Al says that they've had to go and actually defend, there's been about 76 cases now, of Christians who have been marginalized, who have lost their job, who have been kicked off campus just simply because they prayed with someone. Wow. Now, this would have been unheard of 30, 40 years mm, ago. So, mm. I mean, the society's changed very quickly, and Christians, unfortunately, we've taken for granted the freedoms that we've had all along, and we believe they're constitutional, but they're actually quite thin. Yeah, that's and what Tom's saying recently, that freedom of religion, like freedom of speech is not really in our constitution like we thought it was. Is that correct? No, 
That's right. Well, Section 116 of the Constitution here in Australia guarantees religious freedom. As a matter of fact, it was actually influenced by, by Seventh-day Adventists uh, when it actually became part of the Constitution in 1901. Yeah. But it was, it's been narrowly defined in court where your, your freedoms are only limited and it's not as broad as we'd like it to be. So they'll say, for example, yeah, you've got freedom. You can go and worship in your church. But the, the freedom of speech component is, is severely curtailed. That's why they're working on new legislation at the moment, the Religious Freedom Bill that has been debated and that has been modified. But even with that bill, it's not going to give us the freedoms that we have taken for granted for so long. So there, things are changing, um, and really, it's a little bit of a wake-up call for Christians. Uh, we are to be the salt of the earth. I think we've gone from, as I said, the silent minority, silent majority, to becoming now a silent minority. But we are to be the salt of the earth. Now we can get quite salty in the choir, and maybe salty in the church during prayer meeting or worship. But we are to be the salt of the earth, not the salt of the church. And mm. I think the opportunity for us to actually meet people, to break down prejudice. To be loving, to, to and love them. That's, that's how we know the Christian Jesus says by our love. So we need to love more, better than what we have in the past. I think as well. Absolutely. Well, Jesus says by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now that word love there is agape, which is a uh, unilateral love. It will even love someone if the love doesn't come back to you, yes. which is very different to the, the the love that's normally celebrated amongst uh, you know uh, normal human beings who aren't born again yet, who aren't walking in the spirit. That's right. We, That's have right. To get, we have to get that love supernaturally from God and the persecuted. This is the thing that encourages me. The persecuted even love those who persecute them, even those who are torturing them. Yeah, and well, through their conduct, sometimes they actually win the people who have been harming them and their families. Yeah, well, Jesus demonstrated that really um, really clearly on the cross. Um, Amen. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we're running out of time. Um, we could talk all day about this. Very interesting. You obviously done a lot of research into it, and we'll see you on the show regularly. But thank you for visiting us today. Um, this yes, is Keith yeah, and Christy Getty. I will not forget. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Look, next time, um, if we have an opportunity, I'll just uh, direct people to our website to get more information. Are you playing music at the moment? How your love has freed my captive heart forever By your grace you've always been my one defender I was dead and then you gave me life again Yes, you gave me life again I won't forget the torment and the sadness I was helpless so I called upon your name And you answered me with mercy's tender kindness Shone your hope to take away my sorrow's darkness And the light Upon your face now shines on me Yes, forever shines on me
is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5 designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio. Hi, I'm Peter Beamish, a Senior Education Lecturer at Avondale University College. Teaching is the best career because I get to work with young people to make a real difference in their lives. At Avondale University College, we prepare you to help students with learning and well-being. And last year, 86% of Avondale teaching graduates were employed within four months of graduating. So join me in making a difference. We can change the world one classroom at a time. Called to be a teacher? Called to be at Avondale.
are souls we won't 